0: What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. Yeah, with your boy, Mike Goodwin, the bow-tied comedian. And as I start the most recent podcast episode, because we're going to go back to On the Road next week. But this week, we're still not on the road. So we're going to start with mind of mike now i don't know if you are on my email list if you aren't shame 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 on you i send out an email every week typically on wednesdays they were on tuesdays but they're on wednesdays if you want to receive one of these emails just go to my website mikegoodwin.com there's a prompt that'll pop up. You can put your email address in. Matter of fact, you'll get a free download of a stand-up comedy show I did in Wiley, Texas, called "Live to Wiley, Texas." That's very, very creative, right? And you'll be abreast to upcoming dates and different events that I have uh, coming on. Matter of fact, we're going to be doing a live here. On July 10th on on Facebook, talking about my upcoming tour, I guess I'll drop it here. I have the Big Dad Energy Tour that's coming this fall. We have some dates. We have a few dates. The main date will be in September, the kickoff, kickoff date, September at this stage, we'll be in uh, Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina, Cleveland—not Cleveland, Cincinnati, Ohio—and Columbus and Tampa. We, we, we they, yeah, need to figure that one out. But those are so stay abreast. But on the email, I send out every week. I'll, you know, give some information about you know some idea, something that I'm, I'm thinking about, but I also started going through my joke books because I have a number of joke books that I just haven't put the jokes on stage. So in my email, I I put one of the jokes that I ran across. I was like, man, that's funny. Let me put it in the email, see what people are saying. People very had good responses. So I think I'm going to figure out how to do it on stage. And so the joke, I'll give you an idea of what it is here because it's not it's not ready. It's not, I'm not doing it on stage. I haven't done it on stage, but I think that there are some legs and it's, and the joke is uh, the idea around people tell you not to put all your eggs in one basket. Well, my, my thoughts, what qualifies you to give that advice? Are you, did you grow up on a farm? Are you familiar with eggs in baskets and the carrying of eggs? Because the advice just isn't practical. Have you tried to carry multiple baskets full of eggs? It's full of eggs. Full of eggs. It's a disaster. Now, I didn't grow up on a farm, but I did work at the grocery store as a bag boy. And one of the most challenging things to take out were eggs. And the only thing that you... Could put in the bag with eggs was other eggs. You can't put eggs in bleach. That don't work. Bread is probably the only thing that you could put. Bread, bread is acceptable. You can put bread. Can't put bread, you can't put eggs in bleach. You can't put eggs in a case of soda. It's just nope. Doesn't work it. And I'm talking about eggs in a carton. I'm not talking about uncartoned eggs. What do you what do you call uncartoned eggs? Naked eggs. So you're just out there carrying naked eggs in multiple baskets? Come on, man. You are not going to be successful. You need to put all those eggs in that basket. Why don't we tell people not to be clumsy, huh? <laughs> not to trip over your feet. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, stop fumbling and bumbling and falling down and dropping your eggs. That's what you need to tell people walk circumspectly. That's what we need to be telling people. Cause I don't feel like that advice translates to other parts outside of the egg analogy. We don't tell people, Hey, don't put all your belongings in one house. You, you don't say that. We don't say, uh, I hey, don't put all your clothes in one closet. Matter of fact, That's your desire as a young couple. When I was a first, we got first get married. My clothes were not in the closet. My clothes were at my mama's house. I had to go and get dressed, and mama. That's when you know. So I think there's a whole piece about closets and when you first get married, master walk-in closets. So there's there's some more there, and then the way I end it, I think is. That's the goal to put all your stuff in one book, but, but I think the way to end it is say, you know, you say, put don't put all your love in one marriage, huh? Is that? <laughs> so are we are gonna work on that. That that is the joke. Eggs in one basket. I'll, I'll probably give you some updates and information. As y'all also know, my producer of the podcast, Jeremy Harriet, Her- Jeremy Harriet. He said he's always sending me things to to comedy fodder so he said this the other day it said what's a word for two dudes that hang occasionally because their girlfriends are best friends and in the and in the social media post the answer was homie-in-law that was so the two dudes that hang together because their girlfriends are best friends are called homie-in-law i wrote a few uh, a junior brother that could be one uh, first brother friend could be a name that you use I, I typically call him "old boy especially if i don't really know your name well i'd be like uh we going out with stacy and old boy but oh i know a stacy but i know old boy big homie big homie is a word uh, a term that i use I'm also big on physical description. If I don't know your name. So if I know you, don't come and ask me how I talk, how I say. Because I, I, if I know you, I say your name. Like, it's people I really don't know. Like, that person, if there's a, a girlfriend, best friend, you know, my wife and her, her girlfriends, yeah. We weren't really kicking it with her. Like, I remember kicking it with one guy. But I kind of I knew his name because he was a, a coach. He coached basketball. I was very intrigued by that. And he was coaching it like at a college level. So I knew his name. I don't think I know it now because they, they're not together. But I would use either physical descriptions or like a nickname. So I would call like Big Teeth. I'd be like, man, we're hanging out uh with Big Teeth this weekend, huh? Or Lady Hands. I think that might be. A way that I would describe <laughs> you know dude with lady hands but the interesting thing about that is when I say these things people know exactly who I'm talking about people always like oh I can't believe you said that but you knew who I was talking about dude with the lady hands you know you know what I'm talking about Roger the rabbit you know just this kind of nicknames that's what I would do if I didn't know the dude like if I didn't know the guy and it, it was like the guy that occasionally not if that's her, like, if we married, they're married, that's her husband, that's different. Boyfriends, big teeth. Hey, I get big teeth, gonna be there. Tell big teeth I said what up. And then my wife's like, Mike, stop saying that. <laughs> All right, people. Now it's time for the moment you've been waiting for the best advice ever and I'm kind of cheating a little bit today a little bit I'm cheating because the best advice ever comes from a keynote that I do I do a keynote called leadership and laughter and I talk about the three leadership principles or insights that I implemented to my comedy to move me from being a mediocre pr- presenter to being a world-class communicator or a comedian right I was bad, man. When I first, when I first started doing standup, I, I mean, I'm not, not, so here's the, here's the story. This is the the, the legit story. Once, if you know, I got started because a comedian, I can tune in at my church. So I had my first event was at my church. I did a new year's Eve service. I was a surprise. No one knew that I was coming and I'm beloved in my church. Like people know me. I've been in my church for years. So it's all good. It's home court, home field advantage initially. Now the longer you there, woo, it get a, little, it get, a little, it get a little rocky. <laughs> so, so I think now I'm at the point of like I can do things in my church regularly, and it and it goes well, and I feel good about it. But that's a conversation to be had because even my pastor talked to me about that at one point because it's difficult. It's difficult to go in front of the folks that you've been because I. I came up in front of these people, so I've been doing these jokes, or some version of these jokes, since the beginning. But this time, this is my first time. No one knew I was a surprise guest. I went out there, did seven minutes, rocked the house, man, standing ovation. It was from a movie. If I were, if you wanted, were, were going to film a movie like a a, a lifelong desire to go on stage. But this was the beginning of the movie This wasn't the end, this was a great Hey, if I was just trying to do comedy One time, and then I was going to go to my job And be a college counselor of America Just like I got The little feather in my cap Of doing stand-up, but no, this was the beginning So I had a standing Ovate. My first time out, did seven minutes Rocked, and it wasn't A small crowd, it was a big church You know, our church It may have been a thousand people at my first Stand-up show Some folks get up in front of seven people and 30 people. I was probably up in front of, I don't know if a thousand, I don't know how many people fit in the sanctuary that we're currently in, but it was full. So a thousand may be a little bit more of a stretch. It might've been 700, but it was a, a few hundred, more than a few hundred. My first time bomb, not bomb, rocked, killed. Then I bombed for the next two years. Terrible. Stunk up the joint, like not good. Not even not even on no humble type stuff. I'm not being uh, trying to show my humility. No, I was not good. I was good enough to not quit because I felt inside that this is what I should be doing. And then the other analogy that I often use when I talk about this is if you play golf and i'm not a golfer but i've i've, I've trained and i've i've taken some lessons and i there was a stretch of time where i played fairly regularly well one of the things that helps your game as you are improving on the on the on the links is to go to the driving range you go to the driving range and you just get a bucket of balls and you just hit your balls so you just get the different get to different clubs and you are trying to figure out your swing, what clubs you have an affinity for, and you're practicing. You're just basically, your breathing, your stance. Did you turn your wrist too soon? Did you drop your head? All the things, all the mechanics. And I would go out to the driving range with this big bucket of balls and, and I would have... I don't even know how many balls in there, but if, let's say you hit 12 balls and they were terrible. They, they go off to the left. Off, you shank it. They dribble down the little heel. But then you hit one ball, like the right way with the perfect swing, and that thing pops either off the ground or off the tee. Like you, the swings, fluid, you hit it, flush, and that ball is in and it's up man when you hit a golf ball a good shot woo! it's 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 a beautiful thing to behold so you may hit 50 balls terribly or 49 balls terribly but you hit that one ball it gives you the encouragement oh if i can do that one time i i surely can do it again like I, that's all and i'm that type of person I just need one win. I don't need to always get it right. I don't need to have all things fall in place. If there's an inkling that I'm going to succeed, oh, you shouldn't have showed me that. I'm going to go get it. That's what what I am right now. I'm going to kind of brag a little bit on this weight loss. I'm at the point of, I haven't been on the scale recently, but I'm, I'm, under i think i'm under 20 pounds of weight loss but i'm at the stage where i've gotten through the wilderness so to speak like i i've realized that my i've realized that my eating my sleeping all, all the things that i'm doing are is contributing so now i'm encouraged now i'm like okay let's double down on this let's put a little lighter fluid on let's let's really focus versus in times past I lose the twenty and be like, "All right, got my suit back on, got my jacket back on. We can go back to our evil ways, our evil eating ways." Well, I don't feel like that. I feel like, "Oh yeah, let's let's kick it up, let's double down on it." And that's how I felt in, in general with with comedy. So I would I would be on stage and I would be bad. It wouldn't be good. I had good material. My performance, primarily, that's where I really stuck it up. My performance was not good. And even my delivery, even some of the content was good content, but even the way I chose to deliver, it wasn't good. But I would have a night where some there would be a joke that hit or a set would be a good set. And I'm like, oh, I just need to figure out how to do this more. And the other thing that was very frustrating to me, I was absolutely hilarious in the car on the way to the show, like on the way to the show, I was killing, and I'm not even talk. I'm again. I'm not trying to downplay, upplay. I'm. I'm speaking facts. If we're roasting in the car, you don't want to see me. And I would be in the car with these comedians rocking, and to get right up on that stage and Like it would not be. It would not be well. But what I started to do was evaluate my approach. At that point, I was a grown man. I'm 30 at the time. And I had a career. I'd been in the military. I'd gotten a master's at higher administration. I mean, I've, I'm I'm a successful dude. I, I, I have the wherewithal to look at something. I, I've, I've advised organizations. I had a lot of skills. And so I said, okay, let's take a look at this set. Let's look at this, co- this comedy. And we got to get this, we got to get this stronger. And so I, I took these three principles. The one I'll talk to you about is the best advice ever today is to be present. And that was one of the, when when, when I was on my journey, I realized for me to really do well on stage, I needed to be present. I, I was showing up and I was doing comedy, but I wasn't there mentally. Like just because your body's somewhere, it doesn't mean that mentally you're there. Um, in my keynote, I talk about if you were to call 911 100 times, how many times would you want someone to answer the phone? And it's, it's 100. Nobody's ever said 49, 87. It's 100% of the time. So, in being present, it's imperative. Wh- whatever that is in your life, be present in your marriage, be present in ch- with your children, be present in relationships with friends, show up, show up a hundred percent of the time, like be there, be where your feet are, show up 100% of the time. So be present. The other thing as it relates to that, you can only live in one of three places. You can live in the past. You can live in the future, but the most profitable place for you to live is in the present. And it's difficult. It's very difficult to be present because we are bombarded by distractions. We are constantly being distracted. We're constantly being pulled off of the path that we had that's already established for us. There are things we walk in many places with our distraction in our hands. So. It's imperative for you to practice the skill of being present. You can practice it. I mean, I walk. I walk into, and I'm sensitive to this because I'm of a certain age. When I, I we didn't have cell phones when I was a young person, so when I'm with when I'm on the highway and I'm driving and I see people that are so, they're more focus on their phone than the traffic light they the lights turn green but they are on their phone and again i'm not driving with my phone like that like my phone's available to me but i'm i'm not driving like some people are like the driving part is getting in a way of them being on the phone like The phone is getting in the way of me driving. If I'm on the phone, if I'm on the phone, I'm having a conversation with someone. I'm not just on Facebook scrolling and driving somewhere. I have the ability to listen to a podcast or just drive. Like sometimes I drive and it's quiet. So I understand that I have a different paradigm. But I have a daughter now who has a driver's license. And when when she's driving, like, we're not. No, you're not when you stop at a stoplight, that's not the time for you to look at your phone. You have somebody texts you look, you're like, okay, I'll get back to them or whatever. But yeah, that's just not how we, I go into stores, grocery stores, because I, that is a soft spot in my heart. I used to work in a grocery store and I walk in and people aren't filling up bags. Like back in the day when we didn't have customers, we would go get bags and fill up the bags. We would go get buggies out the parking lot. We would go, um box the aisles basically if there are gaps in the aisle you just pull the product from the back up to the front so basically when you when you fill the aisles you have products that are, go all the way to the back where well, then people buy them and then there's only four in that spot where you pull them up to the front you go over to produce and you move. You know if they're they're empty spots, you 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 move the celery into place. You you do things that uh, help the store, as opposed to just stand there at the register on your phone. Now at the register is a little different. So if you're standing at the register and there's nothing that's happening, you you can fill your bags with the register. You can also look at your money and go get change. You can go take the big bills. Over to the um, like the the whatever they call that bookkeeper. You can clean your register. You can take the baskets that people have brought to your registers back to the. There's like there's things to be done, and I would implore you. I'm asking you to think about how can you be present, more present in your life. And I would love to hear what are the things that you do currently to ensure that you're present like when i'm in church i put my phone down i try not to get on that facebook because i can easily get on that facebook i can easily get on that instagram but i put my phone down i don't even do i just recently started bringing my bible back because i was like oh i could just go on the bible app but i'm not just gonna be on the bible app i'm gonna be on my phone looking at other stuff they ain't got nothing to do with the bible app so i brought my physical bible to service so I encourage you, hit me up at infocomedianmikegoodwin.com. Let me know what you do to be more present. All right. So our beloved producer of the podcast, Jeremy Harriet, sent me these HR <laughs> stories that's on the website, Reddit. And so I'm going to discuss what you're not gonna do from this hr perspective so this person said i had to terminate an employee and the conversation went like this the employee says why are you firing me the the director says because you peed on our building uh what you're not gonna do is urinate at your job on buildings there's a bathroom. Latrine, John, there's number of ways that we can, number of words we have for <laughs> for bathrooms. But this person said it was an emergency. And then the director says we have bathrooms. But I was outside on my break. We have bathrooms. I was on break, so why are you firing me? because you peed on our building but I was on break you peed on our building you're still fired. but it was my break can't I do what I want on my break Uh, you can't you cannot pee on the building (laughs) this is a legit conversation what you're not gonna do is try to defend like you are an adult, you know, when you gotta use the bathroom. So, my assumption I know we should not assume because we know what it makes out of folks, but my assumption is, fell like out there smoking cigarettes and all the sudden. Like, oh man, I got to use the I got these bathroom now. I got a choice. I don't want to put this cigarette out. I'm enjoying this cigarette. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna finish this cigarette and I'm gonna go urinate on the building, man. Ah. Uh, it's some wild people I here. and as y'all know, I have, I have different little clips I find in the newspaper. This is in uh, Delaware. Police are searching for a woman who said pepper sprayed a group of cyclists while they rode past her on the Minions Conaway Road and the Nassau Nassau Bridge. On the Georgetown-Lyles Trail. Who is out here? Pepper spraying bike ride. What you not going to do? District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. A former YMCA employee. It was sentenced to 41 months in prison. For buying more than a thousand cell phones for the organization. And then reselling them. What? Not at the YMCA. What you're not going to do is embezzle phones and flip them. They flip and flip phones. (laughs) And the last one. Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, a 14-year-old boy stole a school bus on Saturday and drove it around the city before police were able to capture the teen as he tried to turn it around in the middle of Interstate 40. First off, when I was a kid, they allowed teenagers to drive school but i I was being driven to school by a friend of my a brother a friend of mine, his brother, was driving to school, and this dude couldn't even keep his room clean so now, my man was just throwing back he was going back in the day he's going back in the days when teenagers were driving buses. They're not driving buses anymore, but some days I still wish I was a bus driver. That—that that was what my man was trying to do. He's trying to tap in. Probably his uncle or aunt used to drive a school bus. He got that 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 bus driving gene, that CDL gene in his blood. Some people just can. Some people can just jump inside those big vehicles and make it happen. This man is trying to turn around. And who takes a bus on the interstate and tries to? What you're not gonna do is not know where your child is, and he out here stealing school buses. That's what you're not gonna do. Well, thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. I would love for you to rate, subscribe, to let folks know about the show. The more I can get folks talking about it, the better. I I would love for more people to know. I need people to, you know, have a laugh. The only way to work, doing cardio, get your laugh on. If you want to send me any insights, you can email me at info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. You can also follow me on all the social media platforms. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm at Comedian Mike Goodwin on YouTube and Facebook. Man, holla at your boy. Join my email list at MikeGoodwin.com. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Same bat channel, same bat place, same bat time. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate it. See you next week. Peace.